so this is recommended by a friend of yours or yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of the show, um, Kelly, said, uh, I saw this ridiculous movie that I think would fit onto your podcast. Uh, you just need to find a dinosaur-themed beer. Well, that was harder than we expected. We've actually been looking for a while. I think uh, Kelly's been waiting for this one with bated breath. Yeah, I think we asked us for this first season, possibly, and it took us a while to find a good beer to match with it. Um, but we we've finally done so. So now... We're jumping headfirst into a Paul Walker and Denise Richards classic. Classic might be a strong word. <laughs> it's a, yeah. I was going to say, this is kind of like a before they were famous, like, you know, two young actors just looking for work. and Accepting anything they could find, including movies where they get f***ed by animatronic T-Rexes. We, <laughs> we don't know if she, if she did, in fact, have sex with the animatronic T-Rex, although it is kind of implied. It's heavily implied. She walks pretty funny after the uh, the cut scenes there. <laughs> you know what? I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about this. Uh, Other than welcome to Bad Movies and Beer, I'm Cooper. And I'm Nolan. And today, by special request, we are discussing Tammy and the T-Rex, a movie that somehow was more crazy than what I expected. Yeah, um, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I heard it involved uh, somebody's consciousness being put into an animatronic dinosaur, and that in itself sounded worth watching, but it was way more than I could have ever imagined. Sound like Denise Richards talking about that animatronic T-Rex c- Yeah, um, she thought that it would have been smaller and not blow but she just let that thing go full force in there and her life was changed it was more like the dinosaur's legs than its arms you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, although the arms in this seem to be pretty um versatile and <laughs> change places so we can get uh, into yeah. that later of yeah. all the things and we're gonna uh, get into it but of all the things in this movie the ability of the t-rex to use its arms might be the one i have the biggest problem with but like you said we'll talk about that later first before we do Every week, we pair a beer with the movie, and like we said, it took us a while to find a dinosaur-themed beer, but we have it. What are we drinking this week, Noel? Yeah, this one is called Party Dinosaur, and it has an amazing picture of, like, a snake creature riding on a Tyrannosaurus, and this is from a brewery in the United States. You actually brought this back for us, um, and that's why it took us so long. There was not a lot of dinosaur-themed beers around us here. No, Canada, apparently not uh, super... Pro dinosaur, at least not in the beer game. I know. I don't know why that is, but uh, we we found one now. This is from a brewery called Oozle Finch. They're beers and blenders. It's called Oozle Finch Beers and Blenders. So uh, right away, you kind of get a sense that blending stuff is a part of what they do, and this does not disappoint. This is a slushy sour. So this oh, is oh yes, please. Oh yeah, we love these here on the BMB Pod. The sour ale. That is combined with actual fruit puree. And this one has quite the collection. Do you want me to read them off? Please, yes. We've got banana puree, mango puree, pineapple puree, Andean blackberry puree, and vanilla in this one. So a whole lot of stuff going to this. This is going to be tasty. Oozle Finch is out of Virginia. Uh, They've been around since 2010. And they say it's simple. They brew complex beers in a complicated way. So I laughed a lot at that. I thought that was funny. But I think you interpreted it well. I think you thought maybe they use like simple ingredients, but they mix them together in a pretty cool and creative way. And it sounds like that in this beer. Yeah, I cannot wait to get into this one. I Full disclosure, I have drank this before. I brought back up a four pack. We're down to the last two here. But uh, yeah, I recall it being very good, and I'm looking forward to having it again today. Uh, I'm super excited. This is just what the uh, doctor or mad scientist, based on our movie, uh, ordered today. Yeah, was he a real doctor? He just poses one in that one scene that we'll get to. Um, I think he is a doctor, but not a medical doctor. He's like a researcher scientist. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? Like, like, he's like a PhD yeah. doctor, not a medical doctor, and he has come up with some crazy stuff. Of course, they made him European, but, you know. Extremely European, yeah. 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 All right, let's get into this. I agree. I know I need to be drunk to talk about this movie. So we open with immediate confusion as the title card tells us that this movie is called Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex. Things get straightened out quickly, though, and by things, I mean my penis, as our first scene is about three minutes of Denise Richards in cheerleader practice. (laughs) Was it Denise Richards or was it the other cheerleaders or just the whole combination? Wait, I I just thought, how old is she here? Uh... 
old enough. Okay, because they're playing teenagers, so. Yeah, that's probably crossing the line, but uh, she's over 18 to be in this movie. Has to be, right? Yeah. I mean, Paul Walker doesn't look like he's 18. Well, yeah, I was going to say that. It will not make me less nervous about what I just said. He comes in the gym at the end of this practice, and I've never seen him look this young. No, this seems like kind of saved by the bell taken to just a slightly sexier level. Right now, we're getting the inside the gym, we're getting the cheerleading, we're getting the football star coming in, and... Cheerleading practice ends, and they give each other a little kiss, and they head out talking to each other. Definitely. Footnote here. He could have seamlessly blended into the cast of Starship Troopers, like, no problem, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, this just, is our just second. Just some good-looking people spending time together. <laughs> our second Denise Richards movie. I know. That movie was full of studs, right? Like, that one was everyone And Jake Busey. No, Jake Busey was the hottest one alive. <laughs> That's a ridiculous statement. I love that people on Instagram were defending Jake Busey, and I stand for this. Like, one person was. Yeah, Let's that, not. That person's yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're a fan of theirs. <laughs> anyway, Paul Walker is playing the role of Michael, who I assumed is Tammy's boyfriend, but it turns out that she's dating or used to date Local burnout slash ne'er-do-well Billy, who does not like the fact that he's hanging around her. In fact, he doesn't like it so much that they immediately get into an absolutely ridiculous fight. Yeah, just before this fight breaks out, we have Denise Richards telling Paul Walker that he needs to leave, that they can't be together because Billy is going to hurt him. And he takes a rose that he had given her and he decides to chomp on it. He eats the flowers off of it, and this I wouldn't bring up, but it becomes something that's important later in our plot. What's the whole reason why he does it? There's no reason for him to do that other than to set it up later, which is, I guess, on some level, good job by the screenwriters for working backwards on that one. I don't know. (laughs) So he eats this flower, and then he's like, I'm not afraid of this Billy character, and then... Like in other movies we saw, the plot happens way too fast here. Billy shows up, and we're immediately into a fight, and this fight is straight out of WWE. It's absurd. They are swinging each other around by the arms. Billy does do like an elbow drop on Michael at one point, and this whole thing ends with them both squeezing the life out of each other's dicking balls. Or, as one of the cops who comes to break this up puts it, What you got here is one of them testicular standoffs. Yeah. <laughs> This fight is hilarious. The fact that we get ourselves into like two minutes of these teenage boys, or I don't know, maybe they're almost men, grabbing each other's and not letting go. And the cops are not using force to break this up, right? They're just trying to talk them down, trying to count them out of the ball grab. And eventually it works. They get them letting go of each other's Well, yeah, they agree to let go on three. And it turns out that Paul Walker is wearing a cup this whole time and his balls are fine. But... It looks like he may never get his chance with Denise Richards. But don't give up, honey, because true love never dies. (laughs) Yeah, she runs off all upset, right? She wants to protect uh, Michael from Billy. And she does have strong feelings for him, but she doesn't want him to get hurt. So maybe it's over for them. Uh, We get introduced to another character here, too, Byron, who ends up playing a pretty big role in the, the movie. He helps push the plot along quite a bit. Also a pretty ridiculous gay stereotype. Yeah, but I thought that this movie actually did a pretty good job of, like, towing that line. It wasn't, like, the kind of homophobic humor that we've seen in other movies from the 90s or 80s. They're kind of, like, right on the borderline, but they don't really teeter over except for one key point later. But in general, at first, they're treating him pretty respectfully. He does play a prominent role in this. Yeah, it's true. I agree that they hold the line better than most of the movies we've seen from this time period. That's for sure. Definitely. Now, from there, we cut to a very smoky room and the unmistakable figure of an animatronic T-Rex. This is apparently the product of an extremely European genius who has very high aspirations for this robot. He's going to eventually get it out from behind these walls and give it immortality. And acting-wise, on a scale of 1 to 10, this guy's coming in at about a 19. <laughs> yeah, he's laying it on real thick. I kind of recognize him. I can't tell you who it is, but he's definitely a face from TV or movies from the era. Right away, I'm like, did this come out around the time of Jurassic Park? Like, why the fuck are we introducing the animatronic dinosaur? One year later is the answer to that. And so they're clearly trying to cash in here. What do you think? Yeah, this is definitely a way for them to sort of get some of the Jurassic Park money, I guess. But I had never heard of this. We grew up during this time. And like, this sounds like something that should have been on my radar, a... 
teen movie that also involves dinosaurs? Except there is a 0% chance this would have played in like every theater in North America, Canada especially. Like I bet it's got a very limited run if at all. You think straight to video this bad boy? Oh no, it probably was in theaters for a minute, but not much longer than that. And I don't know if it made it all the way up here. Yeah, that's fair. I don't I had never heard of it until it got brought up and recommended to us. So maybe we missed it on that. But uh, man, it would have been funny to see at the time. If I saw this as a teenager, I would have probably just loved it. Oh, yeah, for sure. You'd be seeing every Denise Richards movie for the rest of your life, basically. You'd be lining up for him, wouldn't you? <laughs> she wouldn't disappoint. Kind of happened anyway with yeah, Wild yeah, exactly. Things, so, yeah. I was going to say, we saw Starship Troopers <laughs> after. We saw Wild Things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of Denise Richards, that night she calls Paul Walker and tells him to come over to her parents' house because she's tired of being alone and needs him right now. He basically leaves one of those cartoon smoke outlines. He runs out of his house so fast. <laughs> oh, hold on. And he, <laughs> he has to go back into his room to dig a dong bag out from he under does, He does. His he junk does drawer. dump into his drawer for a Jimmy hat. That's true. And he, <laughs> when he gets to her house, he climbs up a trellis to her bedroom. This is a pretty seamless entry, except for the part where he knocks over literally everything that she owns, which makes a ton of racket. And there's also the small fact that a couple of girls spot him going in there and decide to call Billy. Uh-oh. Yeah, Billy's not going to be happy that uh, this Michael character is about to lay pipe on his ex here. This Billy character is actually the one that I think bothers me the most in this movie. There's just zero depth to it, right? Like, it's just all forward on, like, wanting her back and only oh, yeah. having He's her. Oh, yeah. just like, your stereotypical dick, like, bully. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't I don't love this character, but we know this is going to be a problem for them. They start getting it on, or they start uh, getting a little bit intimate here in bed after he's done trashing her bedroom, knocking everything over. Um, and how's this going? Well, we actually get, this is the, uh, a little joke in here that pops up a couple of times, and I love this. Right when he gets on top of her and starts kissing her, she goes to, like, moan with pleasure. And we get an immediate cut to her dad taking a sip of coffee, being like, ooh, that's hot. It's just like this like little just like jump cut. Kind of like the Austin Powers thing with the spaceship where they keep cutting whenever they use a different term for penis. Yeah, it was good, actually. The cut's really good. We can tell things are getting hot in the bedroom and in her dad's mouth. Um, and so things are, are progressing here, but then all of a sudden we hear some tires screeching and lots of lights hit the house. Yeah, Billy's here with a whole gang of goons, and they kind of storm this house, banging on the door, pushing past her dad, rushing up the stairs to completely c**k Paul Walker, who has to jump out the window to escape. Unfortunately for him, they give chase, and this night takes a real bad turn. Yeah, I know this movie is about Paul Walker becoming a fucking dinosaur, so I we kind of know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It felt just it as so, ridiculous so as I say it, yeah. yeah. Um, but I know that that's what's coming. Um, so uh, we have a sense here that this is where things are going to go badly for him. He was just about to have sex with his dream girl, but instead he's getting chased by her ex, they end up catching him, hitting him with a baseball bat, and throwing him in their trunk. Well, hang on. They kind of hit him with a baseball bat. These baseball bat shots are fucking awful. It was clearly not a bat. It bent like it was styrofoam Doesn't rolling around Doesn't make any them. contact yeah. with him. He drops about a minute early. Yeah. yeah, it was really bad. So they they baseball bat him, and they throw him in the trunk, and we're kind of curious what's going to happen to him here. The, even the people in his gang are like, How far are you going, boss? going all the way <laughs> just like paul was gonna do with denise but yeah. it didn't happen where do they take them well apparently wherever these kids live they have a wild animal park close by not a zoo mind you a wild animal park and basically uh billy drives in there with his goons and they let michael out leading him to believe they're just like leaving him out there he can walk home he has no idea he's in the wild animal park so he begins his walk home unfortunately this is so silly. He ends up getting mauled by a lion. Yeah, after he gets chased by a cheetah, he climbs a tree and gets confronted by a panther. Right. He gets mauled by a lion. I was really hoping all three jungle cats were going to team up at the same time, which would never happen in nature, which would have made it even more funny, but yeah, it didn't happen. That yeah. would have been awesome. The fact that they were all together in the same space was also pretty ridiculous. The fact that apparently you can just drive a car into the space and get out and be standing next to a lion is also somewhat concerning. Well, they did cut the locks on a gate that let them into it. That's because it was nighttime and it was closed, not because yeah. you can't drive in there normally. That's fair. So it, it, was, it was absurd that they got 
got in there. So he's getting mauled by this lion. The effects are horrible. What we're seeing is like a little bit of blood on a dummy's chest. Well, oh, sorry. Also, the blood is all orange in this movie. Every time there's blood, it is like orange, like the color of like strawberry Kool-Aid. It's not red. I was thinking Gatorade. It seemed like, or that orange drink you used to get from McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah McDonald's orange drink. That's yeah. what That was coming up for me uh, every time I saw it. So he's getting mauled, and we assume he's dead at this point. But no, we have a park warden kind of roll in right in time, fires off some shotgun shells, and then we get an ambulance taking our character, our Paul Walker character, to the hospital. That's true. And while he's there, he gets visited by Tammy and Byron. Billy tries to barge in too, but they tell him to get lost. And when he refuses, Tammy knees him in the d- and Byron threatens to scratch out the eyes of Billy's number two man. So they leave, and Tammy and Billy celebrate laughing and high-fiving, and just over their shoulder is Paul Walker, still in that coma. So, so I don't know, guys. Maybe don't celebrate quite so much, you know? Maybe too hard. It is weird that he got mauled and he's in a coma. What is also weird is that he got mauled, and there are no scratch marks anywhere on his entire body. The only injury we can see on him is a bruise on his eye from the fight he had with well, Billy the day on. before. They've got his chest bandaged up. Oh, but covered, However, yeah. there is definitely the amount of damage that there should be, especially if this attack launched him into a coma. There should be more evidence of damage for sure. That crazy European scientist from earlier arrives. We learn here that his name is Dr. Walkenstein, and he's there with his nurse, Helga. Now, the doctor is posing as a visiting neurosurgeon, And while taking a look at Michael's body, Helga pulls the cord in his heart monitor, which seemingly thrusts him into cardiac arrest. This is all a scheme to get Michael's body out of there, or more specifically his brain. But the doctor still puts in a pretty decent performance here as he tries to resuscitate him. Live! 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 It's pretty bad. I'm wondering here if there's sort of like a Christopher Walken kind of thing going on here. If Walkenstein is actually like a reference to Christopher Walken. I don't know. He does feel walken s to me, this doctor, and especially in the live, live, live point. Similar hair. Yeah, definitely. Well, they get Michael's body back to Walkenstein's lab or whatever. Michael actually wakes up a couple of times during this process, but Helga keeps knocking him out, and eventually they lay him down on an operating table, saw through his head, and remove his brain. Well, first the doctor, who has been smoking this whole time, by the way, shows off by poking different parts of Paul Walker's brain to make it do stuff, including... Or perhaps especially causing him to get an erection and then making it dance. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Oh my god, this part is just so over the top. The tool he uses to cut his skull off is not a medical tool. It is literally a like wood handsaw. It's a reciprocating saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has it way too close to the skull. The way that they're showing go around, he would have just massacred his brain. It would have just been mush, but. When he pokes it at first, he makes his leg go, and then the doctor, yeah, like you said, decides to push the part that makes his boner happen, and I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, we both just died. This was hilarious. We had to pause the fucking movie because the noise that the doctor was making, the as he was fucking making his boner go up and down, just made me stop. Like, I couldn't help it. I, I was done. It was so funny. Also, that thing went from six to midnight in no time at all. It was like completely flat sheet, all of a sudden, raging erection. Just well, immediate trigger. And like a good foot and a half of an erection. They weren't going for subtlety that's, that's, in this. Stop it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They made this thing huge. That does come up later, actually. Yeah, well, it's, with, it's pretty dinosaur <laughs> cockish. Yeah. With, <laughs> with the brain secured, it's time to connect it to the T-Rex. And these effects are not strong. Basically, they put the brain in a bowl of bubbling green liquid and start poking wires into it, which is really just an excuse to generate some slapstick comedy. Walkenstein makes the dinosaur lift up Helga's skirt. He gets it to kick his muscular helper. Really just going for the low-hanging fruit here. Yeah, they're they're trying to push on some pretty low-hanging comedy here, right? With the kick and the Helga skirt. We, we see Helga here, but we haven't really talked about her a whole lot. What were your feelings about Helga? I'm a fan. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> so She's bringing a lot to the table. Very tall European woman who apparently is a batch nat- crazy. Batch crazy. Out of her mind. Used to be a porn star. Possibly unclear. Suggested. I don't know. So pretty entertaining yeah. as his helper. Um, so he's got the brain hooked up to the dinosaur now, and he's ready to let his creature go loose, right? Well, not quite yet. It's a little bit late. So the doctor decides to take a break to go nail Helga. And he leaves that muscular guy there with a tiny computer programmer who he met a couple minutes earlier. 
They're going to watch the T-Rex, and this is going fine until they get a little too casual. The big guy throws his pizza crust in Paul Walker's scalp, and the little guy taunts the dinosaur, which causes it to come to life, thus starting an absolutely batshit crazy series of events. You know, as opposed to the totally reasonable storyline we've had so far. Yeah, everything has been just so reasonable. Um, For sure, it's normal for an ex-boyfriend to kidnap and let loose a lion on the lover of his... a wild game preserve. Yeah, for them to turn into a comatose patient and then be have their brain taken out and put into a dinosaur. So this is all lining up. You forgot to mention that the little guy and the big muscly guy also went off to f***. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know that for oh, sure. Oh, we do. They Based go to on a their different <laughs> room. They, well, hang on a second. They come back, and there is a little tension between them as though something has gone wrong. But, I mean, we don't know what they were doing in that room. Well, we can only assume, based on the way that they were acting and by the sort of model set by Dr. and Helga, that they went to go bone two. And it, it didn't <laughs> go the way that the little guy wanted. Uh-oh. Little guy's kind of upset about this, and he's taking it out on the dinosaur, and it does not go well for him. Just like you said, the dinosaur does not like being poked. This little guy starts taunting him, and what happens? He wakes up and bites his fucking head off. Which, again, speaking of the effects in this movie, my God, this is hilarious. I love the point where they get picked up by the dinosaur. Like, that part's entertaining. As soon as you start seeing the, like, dummy's head get squished and the, it like... It just as they jam some tomatoes into a rubber mask. That's all it is. It drops down to the floor. It's covered in that same orangey liquid, and it's so clearly not an actual human head. Like, come on. A lot of floppy rubber mask, for sure. Big time. So, after ripping this guy's head off and picking a piece of it out of his teeth... T-Rex Paul Walker sees his own human body lying there and, like, gently caresses his face with his new fucking dinosaur arm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the first instance of the dinosaur arm coming in and being ridiculous. Teeth picking, too. Oh, that's true. It's very silly. Yeah. Um, But the fact that he mourns his own body and that he rubs it so gently, I couldn't control myself. Like, it was beyond... (laughs) Anything I could have imagined seeing on a screen. Yeah. Well, it's just going to get, there's going to be more crazy shit from there. Like, we're going to see more. Don't yeah. worry. Where does he go from this? Well, that bodybuilder comes back and confronts T Rex Paul Walker. The dinosaur kicks him through a wall and crushes him by stepping on both his torso and head. And now, freed from the lab, the T Rex makes its way to a payphone where it tries to call Tammy but gets her answering machine. And I will say this with complete honesty the effects as this thing is moving around are truly. Truly unbelievable. Oh, goodness. Are you talking about when we get the shots of the dinosaur moving? It looks like a toy being yes, pushed around on it. Slowly, a- <laughs> frame by frame, and from like a blurry picture. <laughs> it's so jarringly bad. It's weird because it the quality of filming for the rest of the movie is pretty good. Like, it doesn't feel like we're watching, um, I don't know, Birdemic. Yeah, this is... <laughs> right? But when those scenes come yeah. up, it feels like something out of Birdemic. This is a noticeable drop-off in production quality for sure. Also, we just talk about the fucking arms. Every time the dinosaur uses its arms, it is so clearly a separate piece, like reaching into frame. The angle is impossible. The rules of physics are clearly not being followed. And it's just more ridiculous than I can possibly explain here. Now, my question to you is, do you think Paul Walker is the puppeteer for the arms? Oh, maybe. If this, if this needed a guy, Paul, can you push this arm in there? Well, it's, I'm just it's part of your performance, Paul. Yeah. Exactly. I'm wondering if Paul, because those arms were maybe the most gentle and tender part of this entire movie. Every time they came in, they had just such a subtlety to them. I wondered if like this was Paul mourning the loss of his body and moving forward here. Was <laughs> this the best performance Paul Walker's put in in his life? My God, the no, arms stop of it. the T-Rex. Don't be silly. No, I think... This it really shows why you had to use like young, not established actors for this because if you try to make this the real actors, they wouldn't be able to keep a straight face during this whole thing. I mean, the whole thing is super silly. This movie is laughing at itself. Like it has to be. There's no way this movie takes yeah, itself seriously. We debated this while we were watching it, and this will probably come up during our ratings for sure. I I agree with you. It just has to be. It just cannot be a serious, like honest attempt at movie making. It just no. can't be. From here, the dinosaur makes its way to a party where Tammy is mourning Michael's loss and Billy tries once again to get her back. And it basically goes on a killing spree here. Yeah, the party's going okay until Billy shows up and then we get a confrontation between Billy and our Tammy character. Tammy tells him to fuck off and Billy's upset, but he decides that's okay. I will take another girl and he goes back and starts f***ing her in his convertible. 
And while that's happening, his number two is kind of pissed because Billy is paying more attention to the girl than him. I think number two actually wanted Billy a little bit. Hard to say. It's it's hard to say. But so he's grumpy. He sees the dinosaur there. He walks right up to the T-Rex. And instead of like being scared of it, he just laughs about it and starts pissing on it. Well, yeah. <laughs> this starts the beginning of the end for number two and a bunch of the rest of the gang. Yeah, as we were watching this, once he started pissing, I was like, please bite his d- off. I wanted so badly to see the T Rex bite his d- off, like the fucking Sasquatch in Night of the Demon. Like, when that, I was like, please, that would have been so good. He doesn't, he just fucking guts him with one of his claws. But from there, like you mentioned, the T-Rex goes to where Billy is nailing this girl, pulls the girl out by one leg. We hear the cops say later on that she lost the leg because of it, chases Billy down, does the head bite off thing to Billy, and also, like, this, there, there's two guys who try to hide underneath the car. I guess they're part of Billy's crew. And the T-Rex, seeing them hiding under the car, decides just to walk up on the car and use its T-Rex animatronic girth to, like, crush the car, which it does, causing the one dude's eyes to pop out in another practical effect sequence that made me laugh out loud. This whole kill spree is just five minutes of glorious, glorious madness, and I really enjoyed it. It was fucking amazing. This is a huge homage to Jurassic Park. This whole section here. I'm not sure that Steven Spielberg would appreciate you calling this <laughs> the Jurassic Park. But it is definitely that because we even get when it shows up, we see the glasses and we see the liquid moving in the glasses and we get some tables moving. And the section where it's biting people and especially when it steps on the car and crushes. Now, the T-Rex doesn't wipe out everybody who's here. There is one party gore, our friend Byron, who is near a couple of the kind of thugs that get squished, who's obviously worried for his own life, but the T-Rex picks him up using those dainty (laughs) Paul Walker arms, dusts him off even, dusts off his shoulder, and lets him go free. And this is where Byron's starting to get a sense that maybe there's something more to this T-Rex than meets the eye. Yeah, this... I have really mixed feelings about this. I just said a second ago how fun the sequence was, and it is truly fun, but, like, you know I'm a very pro-practical effects, anti-CG guy. Some of the limitations of trying to work this around a, like, 12-foot-tall actual physical T-Rex prop, I don't know, man. Part of me is kind of like, you know, CG would have made this look more believable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it it is pretty poor in terms of the way it feels for realism. The way it feels for hilarity yes, is that's an fair. absolute ten. Like it is yeah. brilliant it's in just, how fucking ridiculous this haul goes off. It's just all these cuts to like there's a person we see them getting dragged off frame. Then we cut to like the T Rex still and it's in their mouth. And it's like how did we uh, get here? This is I, so cool. I just love that uh, Paul Walker gets to block Billy back here. Like this yeah. is a revenge. Turnabout is fair play. Literally pulls the girl's leg off while Billy's inside of her, and that just ends it right there. Billy thought he was crushing it too. She starts screaming when she's T Rex, and he's like, Yeah, I'm great at this, right? Oh my God. That scene I actually thought was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. It shows Billy's vulnerability. They were building why he's a bully because he has zero confidence. When he was laying pipe on that chick, he knew he was fucking failing. He knew that she was putting on a show for him, and he just kept asking no matter what. <laughs> He was, he was seeking validation for sure. Yeah. Now, the cops come to clean this up, and most of them are not even a little bit rattled by the gore and viscera they're seeing here. They're fucking eating popcorn at one point, for fuck's sakes. Only the sheriff, who it turns out is Byron's dad, is concerned by any of this. And I guess he's going to need to put an APB out on a 12-foot-tall animatronic dinosaur, which, let's be honest here, they should be able to find him in about five minutes. This is a gaping plot hole. Yeah, you were upset by the fact that they couldn't hunt down this dinosaur or see it wherever it was. And I just think that because Paul Walker's brain was in it, he was able to camouflage and hide. This man knew what he was doing. He was out to get his love back. He wanted to have her back, and he knew how to protect that by hiding himself. He went soft on the footsteps. He was right there camouflaging and hiding with colors that were appropriate. I believe in Paul animatronic <laughs> oh, walker. No, there is no way they would have been able to find him immediately. How many fucking places can a 12-foot-tall animatronic dinosaur hide? Not many is the answer to that question. There's a lot of barns in that community. They could all hold that dinosaur, no problem. That's bullshit. They would have found him right away. 
Speaking of finding people, Helga finds what's left of Dr. Walkenstein's bodybuilder friend the next morning, and he looks hilarious. It's like they laid a shirt on the ground and melted a rubber mask where the head would be. Like <laughs> He looks absolutely steamrolled. It looks like if you ran a steamroller over someone and yeah. it was the remainder. It's the who yeah. framed Roger Rabbit fucking, yeah, no. It's <laughs> Meanwhile, the T-Rex Paul Walker has also found the person he's looking for. It's Tammy. And after taking her out of her home to wherever he's hiding, we get what might be the stupidest scene in any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, my God. The dinosaur... <laughs> you just say the stupidest, I stupidest thing it might be, dude. The dinosaur has to explain to her that he's really Paul Walker, but he, <laughs> <laughs> but he can't talk, so he ends up he ends up doing like charades, and it's fucking absurd. Michael, brain, Michael's brain. You have Michael's brain. He's doing like the two words, first word. Fucking, yeah. it's unbelievable. They're playing charades. Oh. Somehow the dinosaur has a fucking yellow rose. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand where it comes yeah. from. He pulls out a yellow rose and he bites off the petals, just like Michael did in that scene at the beginning to tell her that it's him. That's where it pays off. Screenwriters high fiving. We did it. I don't understand where the dinosaur got a fucking yellow rose. And even after he did that, she didn't clue in immediately. She got like it takes her forever to figure this out. This scene was like intolerably long, but also fucking hilarious. Yes, it just like it, the comedy built. Because of how fucking dumb she was in the face of this. Although in her defense, a fucking animatronic dinosaur is trying to tell you via charades that the brain of her ex-boyfriend has now been put in his head. He's not ex. He's her current boyfriend. He's just deceased. That's right. I'm sorry. She's still very much in love with him. Yeah. As we find out when the dinosaur nails her in about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest problem with this movie is they didn't show that. Like, Broken Wings by Mr. Mister starts playing and you get her laying back and the animatronic T-Rex just leans over to the frame. That would have been incredible. Yeah, I agree. So she returns home after all this to find her house crawling with cops and across the street we see Dr. Walkenstein and Helga sitting in their car. He was staking the place out, I guess, waiting for her to arrive and he makes a comment that he can tell she's been with the dinosaur because of the way she's walking. So at this point, we can only infer that she's been drilled by the T-Rex, right? That's what we have to assume. The doctor definitely suggests that she's walking funny because an animatronic has been inside of her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She also has the biggest smile on her face of the entire movie. So we can only assume that that dinosaur satisfied her every need. <laughs> Apparently. We've seen how dexterous those hands are. So I'm sure he was working the <laughs> as he was plowing oh, her at the same time. Oh, my God. From there, from there, we head to Michael's funeral, which T-Rex Paul Walker crashes just in time to hear his drunk uncle's stirring eulogy. It starts with him admitting that everyone knows he's just a drunk. The dinosaur nods knowingly, which is hilarious. <laughs> but by the end of the speech, everyone is in tears, including the dinosaur, which is so fucking silly. Water is just pouring down the dinosaur face. Oh, like, my God. On, man. The only one not crying is Denise Richards because she knows he's alive and in the oh, fuck. dinosaur body. But the fact that he is pouring tears while his drunk uncle is giving that eulogy oh, is just God. fucking amazing. This is the point where you're just angry because no one's recognizing there's a massive dinosaur sitting there yes, at the funeral. It's, like, it's clearly above the tree line. Oh, if, yeah. You know, my God. I'm loving it, though. I'm. I, this is fucking fantastic <laughs> there at this you go. point. Well, Dr. Walkenstein is there too, of course, and when he finally spots the dinosaur, he springs into action, grabbing Tammy and threatening to cut her jugular. She fights him off and gets the upper hand, but they keep him alive because they need him to put Michael's brain back into his body. Well, not his body, because as we see in a minute, it's already well into the decomposition process, so it's time to go on a body hunt. Yeah, they were hoping to be able to put it back in his original body, but like you said, way too decomposed. His body was somehow full of maggots and rats at this point. Which leads to a funny scene where she's getting pulled out of the grave uh, with those rats. And yeah, she went to see it was really his body, and yeah. it was, yeah. It was, but it's not in good shape anymore. She's not going to be happy with banging that moldy corpse, so... We are going to a morgue to find some more bodies for her. And this is perfect, right? You get to pick everything about your potential future lover. You get to choose their face. You get to choose their body. And you get to choose their 
<laughs> apparently, because that's yeah. definitely a part of the choosing process here. They find kind of a handsome cadaver that seems like a young enough man, and when they look down at his c- size, Denise Richards is like, oh, no. Yeah, that's she's not a hard no, do. but Byron is a hard yes. Emphasis on hard. <laughs> <laughs> so we assume he's comfortable with that size and she's not she wants more but again we couldn't decide is it too big for her and right just right or is she prefer it bigger and he, this is the after thing. getting fucked by a dinosaur like once you go dino you don't go back it's sort yeah. of it, it can't happen anymore so what i found most hilarious about this entire scene the whole thing is just batshit that they're looking for a body to put his yeah. brain in is that they decide to show him so they start dragging corpses God to the window it. yeah this is just 10 straight minutes of absurdist comedy. We got them looking at cadaver dicks, holding them up to the window like a fucking fashion show. We have a completely improbable car chase in a second and a hilarious misunderstanding when Dr. Walkenstein, who got tied up by Tammy and Byron at the funeral, asks Helga to chew his rope and she ends up blowing him in the parking lot of the morgue. <laughs> like, this is just 10 minutes of silliness. Yeah. We're full comedy at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If this wasn't obviously a comedy before now, it definitely is. He's not happy. The dinosaur, like, says no to all the bodies, including a hot female that got put up there, too. Denise Richards also wasn't willing to scissor her way through the next 20 years, so (laughs) it's kind of hard. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. Well, I mentioned a car chase here. Tammy and Byron notice that Dr. Walkenstein and Helga have managed to wiggle their way out of the car, and they hear police sirens coming, so they run out, drive away in the truck that is also carrying T-Rex Paul Walker, This chase ends when Tammy and Byron run out of road. So T-Rex Paul Walker has to run away from the police with Denise Richards riding on his back. And the sheriff, after contemplating his next move, decides to call in some extra support. And they surround the dinosaur in its sex barn slash hiding spot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny that she brought him back to the place where they first copulated the dinosaur-woman relationship. Yeah, I guess so. Tammy and Byron try to negotiate here with the police, but the cops end up grabbing them. And just then, Dr. Walkenstein shows up, claiming that he can stop the dinosaur with some very dubious science. So they send him in there. And how does that work out for him? Uh, Not well. Um, Paul Walker slash Dino bites out his stomach and mid-torso. Which is so short-sighted because you need this guy to get your brain back in the human body, right? Unless he's thinking if he kills him through torso, he can then take his brain and put it into another body and then get his other brain out of the dinosaur and into a human body. That makes no sense because you just killed that human body. So now you have two brains and not enough bodies. I'm trying to make this movie work, Cooper. <laughs> well, you're the only one. So after he kills the scientist, he the police department decide that they're going to just open fire on the barn. Oh, yeah. Once a doctor gets mauled, the cops open fire, and T-Rex Paul Walker slumps to the ground, seemingly dead. This, along with Denise Richards' extremely emotional-ish reaction, elicits tears from literally everyone, including the two cops who were thoroughly unmoved by the many, many dead teenagers they saw earlier. Yeah, and you did ask me how this turns out for Paul Walker, and I said not so well, but you know what? I'm going to retract that statement. I asked how it turned out for the scientist. Oh, well, the scientist, yeah, he got fucked. There's nothing left of him. There's nothing left of that guy. That guy is completely done. His research is over, kind of, because we're going to see it get taken to another level here very shortly. Yeah, Helga's okay, though. Thank God. Well, I know. You would have been distraught if that uh, <laughs> tall drink of yeah. European water got uh, wasted. Is she European, too? I guess she her name's Helga. What am I saying? She's definitely yeah. So what's funny about this is Paul Walker now seemingly dead. The scientist is dead, so they can't put his brain back in a different body. But as we fade into our next scene, we see that Denise Richards is doing fine. She has recovered very nicely. And we find out why in a minute. It turns out that she was able to save Michael's brain and has not only kept it alive, but somehow created a system where he can see her, hear her, communicate with her, and also apparently his brain. I don't know. I don't really get the science, it's, but neither does she. This is fucking absurd. How did she do all of this? The miracle of computers, man. This is a time he's when... He's hooked up to a fucking camcorder. do anything. A camcorder. He's also hooked up to several computers, and he's able to see what she's doing, communicate with her through microphone, and she's able to see his reactions on those computer screens. 
We get this scene where she's super happy. She comes in. She tells him that she's got a change for him, and she shows up in lingerie. <laughs> yeah. She, We're booking in this thing with sexy dancing. Yeah. We start off with Denise Richards dancing as a cheerleader, and we end it on her doing a strip tease, taking off some of her lingerie until, like you said, his brain sparks and <laughs> We literally have a brain that jizzes itself, and then we cut to the credits. Well, no, hang on. You missed a key thing also, which is after this little striptease, which, by the way, is aimed right into the camera, we end the movie with him saying, You gotta give me a body. I can't take any more of this. This movie is so fucking silly. <laughs> you think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, you sure? This wasn't a very serious, like, they were really pushing for, like, Golden Globes and Oscars when they came up with this bad boy. This is why I have a hard time rating this. We're going to ratings in a second, but I have very mixed feelings about this movie because, like, clearly, like we said, they are obviously in on the joke, which they have to be. Yeah, which I, I think what this does is it makes our bad rating much more difficult than our enjoyability. That's exactly today. what it is. I have no trouble at all on enjoyment. The bad is giving me trouble. How do you punish something for being bad when it's trying on purpose, when it knows it's bad and it's steering into it? Uh, I agree. This is a quite the paradox we've been put in here with the podcast. We're used to looking at movies that take themselves seriously, right? That are trying to achieve something. Well, but, their- I, but hang on, because we talked about this during Birdemic. We talked about this during a couple. We're not sure if that's true in all cases, right? I feel like Birdemic was taking itself seriously. Yeah, I do too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the person who created that thought they were doing good things, which yeah. I had no problem giving that a 10 bad because yeah, no, like they, yeah, just absolutely didn't hit the mark. This is different, right? Because they are trying to make something that is just absolutely batshit and they succeeded full force. They did, and that's going to make it hard for us. But this is what the people come here for. We need to rate it. I think we should go into our ratings right now. So the way we always do this, we rate the movie on a scale of 1 to 10, two times, 1 to 10 for how bad it is, 1 to 10 for how enjoyable, and the goal is to find movies that are 10 out of 10 on both scales, or what we call the Crit 20. And like I said, I'm really having trouble with the how bad for this one. The acting is truly awful. Many of the effects are awful. Anytime the dinosaur is moving, it is fucking laughably bad. And the plot is full of more holes than Paul Walker after getting mauled by that lion. But <laughs> there's no holes in him. He was fine. <laughs> He's bandaged up. They covered the holes. Whatever. I want to call this a 10, but because they are so clearly in on it, I, I'm just going to give it a 9. I can't go 10 on this because I feel like their intention was... We know the limitations. We're going to be silly about this. And they were. So it feels wrong for me to call that a 10 bad. Is that insane? I don't uh, see. It's funny because I know why you're doing this because I think they were effective in what they were trying to do. They made it absurd. They didn't care about the quality of acting. In fact, they probably hoped that the acting was poor. They made choices that made it nonsensical. They made the gore and death and all of those things silly i feel like on purpose the characters too the characters are ridiculous yes it's all stereotypes they're all ridiculous but if we were just looking at this movie and thinking about the acting thinking about the effects thinking about the story thinking about anything that happened in it it would hit 10 out of 10 on our bad rating so that's your rating is 10. I'm giving it a 10. Okay. And I understand why you're deciding not to, but I feel like the people who made this movie want it to be a 10. I feel like in calling it a 10, I am doing them a service, not a disservice, which I feel like you're going the other way on this. I, I do think, though, like I mentioned the effects and some of the effects were really bad, but there were a few actual like pretty decent effects, I thought. There were some like, like honestly, I, I know I had mixed feelings about it, there were a couple of times where I'm like, that's pretty fucking good, actually. You're reaching right now. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I, listen. I mean, I, I love what you're doing here. I think that you should put up the full defense of your <laughs> nine. This is clearly a 10 bad okay. based on the my opinion. Of what okay. it is, and that's what it is. It I is guess, always an opinion, yeah. and, and I'm going to give this a 10 bad. I guess, to be fair, if I showed this to any random person they would probably recognize it as a really like terrible movie. Could you meet a single person who wouldn't give this a 10 bad? 
I met myself, so there we go. I'm calling <laughs> it a nine. I don't feel good about it, but I'm sticking with the nine. Hey, you do what feels yeah. comfortable for you. I'm not here to peer pressure you. No. I'm not like Billy trying to get uh, people to have sex with him when they don't really want to. Or What? I that girl know. was all over Billy. I mean, Denise Richards wasn't, though. That's really Oh, that's true. Wanted, yeah, right? sorry. That's I, really I went I'm... to the one that he didn't. Yeah, the know. girl that he was doing it with wanted it for sure. In fact, she wanted it more than he did, but uh, he She's needed validation. to give her right leg for it. She did give her right leg for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She kept her life, um, though. Billy, not so lucky. She did. Yeah, yeah. not so yeah. lucky. Uh, okay, well, this is interesting, then, because you said that the enjoyable part was going to be really easy for you. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how enjoyable did you find this movie? It's insane. It's absolutely nothing that I could have um, anticipated. I did not know going into this that it was going to be so ridiculous. Yeah, we had the sparsest of details entering into this one, which I don't mind, actually. I don't mind going in fresh. I love that. I like that it's new and we didn't know what's happening. Even knowing that a Paul Walker was going to become a dinosaur, it blew my expectations away. Um, I laughed so hard. There were times where we had to stop the movie because I was laughing yeah. so much. I couldn't consider taking notes anymore. And I was or rewind to hear lines. We're like, yeah. what did they just say? Is that possible? We, heard, we, heard, we, yeah. we had to do that. Um, the gore was fun. The way that revenge happened in the form of a giant dinosaur it was so, so funny. <laughs> the fact that he went to his funeral and bawled his eyes out oh, when his God, that like, was drunk so uncle insane. was talking yeah. about him was so so funny yep. the randomness of having a like tall european woman as your nurse even though she was clearly like a european porn star the the whole characteristic of those people was really really funny the fact that denise richards had sex with a dinosaur in a barn we don't know that strange. for sure we we, we think that, that sure. that's true yes. was just really really funny they just, showed us that Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But in some ways, that's one of those moves where you're like, it's better to leave it to the imagination than to show it. But <laughs> I disagree. I mean, I do not agree with you. I mean, trying to do that on film yeah. would have been an impressive feat. I would have liked right. that. But I think I have to do it. I think I'm giving it a 10. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Rit Rit 20. 20. This is a surprise. I am a little bit stunned by this. I mean, I know we had a good time watching it, but I don't know, man. Wow. It's good weird. for you. And it's weird, too, because it doesn't feel the same as the others that I've given. Right. right. I, I think Flash Gordon. Yeah. Flash Gordon. Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two. And the ice was broken a bit with... Uh, with Flash Gordon, and that one was more fantastical for sure. Yeah, you were walking funny after that one. <laughs> I was like Denise Richards. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> this, I feel like, was made for the podcast. I almost feel like the creators of this yeah. had this kind of concept in mind when they made it, and they were looking to achieve on both of those terms. They were looking to make something that was shit, but would also make everyone laugh their ass off right. and have a really good time. I feel like that was the intent, and in giving it a crit 20, I'm kind of honoring that. I want to like say good job to the people who created this, because I really did enjoy myself, and I feel like you achieved what you were trying to do. You know who you should say good job to is your friend Kelly. Great recommendation. Yeah. Well, he well done, sir. He knows me well. I think he knew this was going to have a chance. Yeah. I think he wouldn't have recommended it if he didn't think it had a chance, and and it happened. It it worked. Well, all right. Look at Thank that. Thank you, Kelly. Good suggestion. Okay. So, where about this beer? Huh? Where, oh, did you you didn't give your rating? <laughs> no, I know. I don't have it as a 10 for enjoyable. I have it as a 9. Okay, um, okay. I was enjoying myself. I was laughing. I was having a good time. I loved some of the effects. Some of them were like low budget and hilarious. But I, the question I asked myself, am I going to watch this again? And I honestly don't know the answer to that question. And I feel like if I enjoyed it at like a 10 out of 10 enjoyable, it'd be a lock. Like, yes, I will. Every other crit 20 I've given, I'm like, I'm going to fucking watch that shit again, guaranteed. And so for that reason... I'm not going to give it a 10. Also, the fact that they did not show a Denise Richards animatronic T-Rex sex scene, that would have gotten me there. 100%, it would have gotten me there. I view it as a missed opportunity. Like I said, if you get the shot of her laying down, the T-Rex head comes down into frame, that would have been so fucking funny. Like, the, the, maybe, he, maybe the T-Rex is in the bottom and the dino head's going up and down. Just something. It's a missed opportunity that I find regrettable. So, so if I was a bit more yeah. dino porn, you would have been down. Nine's not bad. Let's no, no, no. Here. I think those ratings are fair. I want to challenge you on the not watch it again. Is this not a movie that you would love to watch with someone for the first time? Oh, yes, 100%. Right. This yeah. is a movie that the I The right person. It has to be the right person. I want to go hand yeah. to people and be like, watch this. 
You're going to give him a double feature with that and let my puppets come and just be like, yes, hey, exactly. this is everything just, you need to know about me. Yeah, that's this exactly all, what I'm doing. This is old Nolan on a plate yeah, right here. This is old Nolan right here. Watch these two <laughs> movies and tell me what you think, and that will tell me everything about you. This has now become a movie that I want to watch with people to see how Ooh, they react to it. It's a personality barometer. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. And if they react and enjoy it and yeah. think it's hilarious and ridiculous, I like that person. That's fair. I would like someone more if they laugh during this movie, for sure. Right? Yeah. And if they're offended or don't understand it or don't get it, or uh, I may be like, oh, okay. I like Kelly more for this suggestion. There you go. I've met him only yeah. a couple of times, but I like him more after this. In that way, I think that's why it deserves the the 10 for enjoyability. But like, it's it's your rating. You This is what it is. Yeah. We we get to decide on our own. Hey, and I was mad when you didn't give Human Tornado and Silent Night the other night Crit 20s, but that's fine. We're different people. This is how we do it, right? Yeah. And I, this is good. This is what makes the podcast engaging. If we were on the we, same page every day. <laughs> we had a stretch there. We had the exact same ratings for like yeah. three or four weeks, and I, I was not happy about it. No, you're yeah. like, what the fuck? What's yeah. happening to us? Are we becoming one? We don't want that. <laughs> The fun part is when we don't want you make that. fun of both we can't my enjoyment. Both be of- animatronic dinosaurs. Yeah. One of us has to be like fucking, you know. <laughs> How about the beer? Well, here's one thing I think we will both agree on. This beer, Party Dinosaur from the Oozle Finch Beers and Blending, fucking delicious. The name is kind of just as fucked up as this movie, Oozle Finch Beers and Blending, but the yeah. beer is fucking fantastic god damn they put so much fruit flavor into this it doesn't even taste like beer we've talked about this smoothie sours yeah. before the sours. it tastes like alcoholic fruit juice and i fucking love it for the record and this combination the banana the mango the pineapple i didn't get as much of the blackberry and it was very light in color so i feel like the blackberry must be a small amount but like fuck man great combination fantastic fucking job by them yeah slushy sours are an interesting one because it creates controversy in the beer world in essence, it's not really a beer, but it's brewed by a brewery. And I guess seltzers have kind of come into that place too. They are absolutely crushable, right? You can sit down and drink. I don't know how many of these. They're a bit filling is what I find when I drink them. Yeah, I think the sugar would be a concern for me. It could definitely be hangover sauce if you were crushing them too much. But there's very few of them that I've come into that weren't some of my favorite beers. I'm pretty sure I gave Counterparts last year in our ratings one of the one highest of biggest ones. Yeah, one of the top five of the year. Yeah, and definitely. I mean, it's too early to talk about our favorite beers, but this one was really, really Yeah, this will good. be up there for me. I, I would be, I mean, we have a whole other half season coming still, plus a few more, but this has shot to the top of my rankings for what we've done so far because it's fucking great. Yeah, I would love to try something else from them. If yep. you're in Virginia or you have access to their beers, definitely go check them out. That's yeah. just, I, I've never been to Virginia, but if I do, I would make a point of visiting this place just to get a hold of some of the beers that they're offering because this one is delicious i bought this in cincinnati so it's around if you're in the u.s and to any of our american listeners if you have not had party dinosaur or anything from oozle fans check them out because that was a great fucking time and uh hopefully next week will also be a great fucking time next week we are watching a legendary 80s b movie it's got action it's got kung fu it's got friendship and music <laughs> all set in the great state of florida next week we are watching miami connection it sounds good is it like i'm getting vibes of david hasselhoff is that no uh, S- similar to the films of rudy ray moore this is a labor of love one person basically wrote and directed and starred in this movie and this is his vision for what an 80s uh you know martial arts type movie should look like and you know i love the 80s i've said i said it a lot this season yeah, I think it's going to be a fun one. It's just a legendary, legendary. If you go like online and look up like you know bad movie clips and stuff, you'll see clips of this movie posted regularly because it is like hilariously bad. But uh, between now and then, if you have not already, please follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at the BMB Podcast. Feel free to also send us emails, the BMB Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. That's how we got our request for today's episode, which got a crit 20 from fucking Noel over there. How yes. about it? But uh, until next week, we hope you'll join us for Miami Connection. I'm Cooper. And I'm Nolan. And we'll see you next time on Bad Movies and Beer. Keep it Tammy. Ah, very nice. He's the coolest pet in town. 